Hey, you're back. Well, then I welcome you to the Dipped in Butter program with Pat and Wes. Get your dumb ass on this fucking horse so we can take this picture. And the best lines are right here with a podcast release each and every Tuesday. In the interest of looking out for you and what you have to do this week to get ready for the rest of the week, so let's go ahead and get started so we don't waste no more. <laughs> you got a lot of work to do, buddy. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Thursday, whatever pod day looks like for you, man. Happy that this is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet. This is the number one coagulated lotion at the front of the pot. The bottle when you pump the shit out, that's always gross to me. I don't know why coagulated lotion grosses me out, but I don't like it. Uh, across from me, that's my guy. That's your guy. That's West with no T, like they call him at work. That's for every young 89 on the socials. For now, he might got a resolution about that. Uh, that's the motherfucking goddamn will around here, Elmer Young. That's our motherfucking friend. That's new daddy downstairs. That's the guy that does all the production work around here. He's got a lot of work to do. It's going down. Hopefully you heard some of that work uh, before we even got started. But uh, welcome, man. What's going on, my guy? Man, a whole, whole lot of nothing. Again, I just got my big producer hat on. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm over here focused. But we're going to pod through it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, new, new Year, same niggas, same same pod. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just going to try and elevate as much as we possibly can. Yeah, you know I mean, um, but not to digress too much into that shit. Nobody cares about when they listen to podcasts <laughs> Well, my guy across from me. Um, that is Cat K with two T's on the end of that thing. Um, he just that nigga, bro. That's the, that's the host of this motherfucking show. Um, maybe we'll talk about him hosting or being a part of another podcast. Um, <laughs> this is how funny that is. Cause he don't even remember him talking about another podcast from, from weeks ago. Um, oh man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Down in Chicago, they call him Big Money, but right here on this pod, we refer to him as Slim. Um, You can catch him each and every Tuesday, whichever day is pod day in your life, right here on the Dipped and Butter program. My nigga and yours, what's popping? First and foremost, before we even get into the meat of this thing, pause if necessary, uh, I just want to... I want to talk to my friend and hopefully that we don't have like any precedent that we have to set in doing this a certain podcast way because it's the first show of the year and none of that. We don't need to do none of that formal dressing because I want to talk to my nigga, bro, because I have a heavy heart. I want to talk. I need counseling. So really, we need to just do the regular show right here now. (laughs) I am so fucking sick of having a college football team and I want to free myself of this. Like, I know I've come on here and kind of yelled about it a little bit before. And here's the demons that I want to talk through with you, right? As a born and raised Ohio State Buckeye fan, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 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 painstaking loss that we took in a game that we had no business being in, right? Like we came in here and talked about, oh my God, we got to be in this game. We thought we had got out, out of the season and escaped the pain. And I sat down to watch this game, which I had barely watched any full games all year. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're basically playing with house money, right? We're, we're, we're expected to go in here and get our face stomped out. So let's just watch and see if we do good and see what it looks like. And lo and behold, fucking, uh, what's our guy's name, the quarterback uh, that we just got there talking about? CJ Stroud. He finally finally did what everybody He finally looks like how he's supposed to, he's having the game of his life. We're leading for most of that thing. We almost looked like we had it under control for a minute there. Like in the bag. At one point, we was up 14 with the ball in the second half. I think maybe even in the fourth quarter, like, 
I don't even want to go into the particulars. If you watched it, like if you care about what we're talking about here, then you watched it. Uh, I think our New Mexico listeners that don't give a fuck about Buckeye football <laughs> probably don't care about the details of this. But you'll care about my feelings on this because maybe you'll have similar feelings about other things in your life where it's like you have this. And I don't even want to call it toxic, right? Because I feel like that word is overused. But It's a stronghold. It's a, it's a stronghold. Like you have this relationship with this thing that you know is not good for you. And even as I dissect it further in my own mind, right, Wes, because I realize as a Buckeye fan, I am spoiled. I even know that part. Like the fact that we're in the college football playoffs and playing for the possibility to be in a national champ, we should be happy. We mm-hmm. should be happy that our mm-hmm. team performed so well. We should be proud. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not the type of fan to yell, like, I want Ryan Day's head. Fire that nigga. Somebody should be fired. I'm not that kind of fan. Like, I feel like we did good. It sucks that we lost. But I'm proud of everybody that went out there on that field. However, I can't watch any of the highlights, bro. It hurts too bad. And I don't like feeling like this. Like, I want us to – in games like that, we should have won, Right. Whether right. it be making the kick or never even letting them come back from that far after having it, whatever should have happened, I wish it would have happened, right? But it didn't happen right. that way. Right. And now, like, we're the laughing stock of Georgia's Twitter feed and fucking Atlanta Falcons is clowning us. And it's just like, you bitch ass niggas, y'all got no room to talk. Like, we're the Buckeyes. I want more respect from y'all. And this is part of the problem with being a Buckeye fan because, like, you're an upper echelon program. So you get the respect. Like, people like Idaho can't talk to you, right? <laughs> But Alabama can and Georgia can and Michigan can. And it's just like when you show up to the party with the other like top five type schools and they can look at you crazy and kind of spit on your shoes and you can't really do shit. But like fucking Boise State can't talk to you. So it's a weird right. place to be in because <laughs> my wife being like she just got done with her associate's degree and she is an actual like she's a New Mexico State person now. Like that is her team because she Mm -hmm. goes to that school and she pays those people to teach her things. So she can kind of sit back and almost not even give a fuck now because her team, they get excited when they win four or five games. And it's easier to me. This this is too hard, bro. I don't want to do this anymore. How how can I detox this out of my system? Is what I want to ask. Um, uh, you know, I I think that's where you just come down to the conclusion that you are a diehard fan, fam. Like I don't. It's not on you. It's in you. Pause if necessary. Yeah, no, or, it's or, in me. Or, or, or reverse no if necessary. <laughs> they're right. fucking me in my ass, Wes. Or reverse. Yikes. See, I'm so... <laughs> they're, they're, I'm, Wes, I'm they're so, fucking me right in the ass. I'm so glad I escaped the pickle line intro, y'all. <laughs> y'all will never. Y'all may never it hear it because it, it was, was so close. flagrant, dog. I was so Maybe glad give there it was four one week. Maybe give it to him one week maybe, out of the blue. Maybe and never because again. I'm talking about it right now, maybe I'll throw him off guard next week. But when I tell you I started rolling through the options, I was like, oh, there it is again. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, please don't let there be another one. But like, back to the subject, like, I think that's just a testament of, like you say, we we grew up this way. This is not just a, I love the Buckeyes because they've been hot for so long. It's right, like, nah, like, like that's, that's a plus because I'm from this place and like, that's our team. Like, that's why we can't have any professional sports because that's the team that runs the goddamn city. So like you, you, you and, and, and even for me, I can say like my, my love didn't come until like I was a teenager and beyond for real, for real. Like as a kid, like that wasn't my, my parents thing or like people that I remember being around. Like, of course I'm always familiar with it, but like I, not until I was like damn near 11, 12 that I know like, Oh shit, nah, the Buckeyes, like they from here, like this is our team. Like, this okay, is our like, shit. 
yeah, let's get to it. So like that's where the fandom starts, and it really, you know, that's that's twenty years at this point for me. So like, <clears throat> it's just a part of who I am. Like, and I I don't know if you're already a part of that club, but I've always, you know, wanted to, and probably still will get the block o tattered on me. Like even after bad seasons, bro. I like, too. I, yeah, I'd be it's, I'd be it's glad that I didn't do it. Like during the season when they fuck up, you know, and they and I don't <laughs> even call this a fuck up again without getting into details. Like. Yeah. Just bad I'm, things I'm stressed happen. out. Yeah, I'm stressed yeah. out thinking about it all over again. But the block like, means so much more than what happened on the field this past absolutely, week. Absolutely. Right? A- absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And like, again, without getting too much details of the game, there were so many things that happened in that game that created a domino effect down to that happening. And like, I think I've talked to you about it on here before. Like, me and my wife started reveling in the fact of how much f- kickers seem to miss field goals these days, bro. What and is like. That? Yeah, like it was like we trip out watching all the football games, dog. And I shit you not, it wasn't until the ball was snapped. I was like, it's about to happen to us. Like, <laughs> <we're> next. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's, it's about to happen to us. And like, well, I remember, like, remember watching football in the 90s and you would never see an extra point be missed. And it happens yeah, now. Like, you happens. gotta, like, you gotta hold your, your fucking recliner when it's an extra yeah, point. Like, bro. let's make and sure they- first. And they changed the rules of football so much, and that's another thing I mentioned too. Like, babe, why did why the extra point so far now? Like, they they get extra point from the fifteen and the twenty, and like, if you go in for two, you got to go for two from the twenty five now. Like, that shit is like, damn, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a hundred yards up. uh, You know, Mm -hmm. in in, in certain situations, but yeah, as soon as it was going down, I was like, it's it's about to happen to us. But again, like, it just it got a stronghold on you, fam, and like. Again, when we was in that position when we should not have been in that position and then something that we've been asking of a nigga that's been on that team finally does it after after two, three years of of, of the public complaining, which I told my wife this too. I said, you know, when you're in these professional sports, like this goes for all professional sports essentially because, hell, college football is a professional sport at this point. But like, Yeah, right. To, to the LeBrons, to the Tom Brady's, to the OSU players, like – of course, you guys are professionals and y'all have systems in play to like learn schemes and, and put schemes out and learn plays. So like y'all have a higher level of understanding of the game. But to some degree, you have to absorb public opinion. And for mm. two or three years, fam, the public or not even the public, Buckeye Nation has been screaming, run the fucking football. Like yeah. and this nigga just would not do it. So like even I told my wife, I said, we're so programmed to how he played. I said, when he started like doing what he was doing, my first thought was CJ, throw it away. And CJ mm-hmm. started running. And I was like, no, CJ, run. Yeah. I didn't think that was in you. So when he started doing it, it was like, all right, finally. And then, to, you know, again, to, uh, to, to go out us. one, to go out one, not only to like lose by one point, which is heartbreaking, but then like to, to, to do so well in a game and really go back and analyze it and realize we only scored three points in the second half. We recent gave up so many bro, points. Bro, recent the statistic that we led for all but a minute and like 40-something seconds of the game. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, Jesus shit, shit is wild. So again, like, even without get like, fam, I, I don't even recall, I don't know, and maybe nothing like this has happened, you know, losing so close like this in recent years, but like, I remember sitting there watching it, sitting on the edge of the couch, bro, and like, soon as the ball was snapped, as soon as he made contact with the football, I screamed. Like, That's bro. not good. I screamed. I said, no. And I threw my hat. Like, I was like, oh. And I put my hands in my head. And I was stressed out. And I just, I, I went to bed after this. that immediately. Let me tell you this. I didn't even see the kick. Mm. I didn't even see the kick. You know why I didn't see the kick? 
and some people might because you do some better people than might me. bro some people might hear this and feel me and some people might shame me and I'm okay with either mm-hmm. if y'all want to email us and shame me that's cool because I know all fans are created different right like everybody's not equal in their fandom and how they experience these type of sports some people don't experience them at all some people are like I don't understand why you get so bent up out of shape about some niggas don't even know your name or care about you I get it bro but I just can't stop it once I start watching it but listen <laughs> there was a point in the fourth quarter where we had stopped Georgia and it was a turnover on downs and we had the ball up 14. We was up 14 with the ball in the fourth. And I looked at my wife because we had planned on going out after the game. But I told her, I said, we can leave at like nine o'clock, no matter what's happened in the game before the game came on. Cause I was fully prepared for Georgia to Georgia us and sec football. And we wasn't supposed to be there and it was going to show and it was going to be a no big deal. But I'm like, damn, we in this thing. And she like, nah, this is, this is too like we could win this. We can't yeah. leave. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So when we started looking really good in the fourth, really good in the fourth, I'm like, we both kind of started to look at each other. Like, I don't think we can leave. <laughs> when we was up 14 and took the ball back, I was like, we got to go. She's like, what you mean? I was like, we have to leave. I said, because if we leave now, at least I left when we were when up. Were up. Look at this nigga finding the silver lining. Ain't that terrible, though? <laughs> like, the fact that my mind works like that, that's a sickness, bro. Like, I have to be sick in the mind to all... I can't do nothing but think about the worst-case scenario. Nah, like, that's bro. part of who I am. Like, I, I kept saying to her, I said, please get your stuff on. Let's please get out of here while we're up. Because it was New Year's Eve. Like, the last thing I wanted to do was have Buckeye sadness on me. While yeah. we're trying to go out and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Because we <laughs> like did plan on going out to have a good time. Like we was just, nigga, I had a turtleneck on, bro. Like, I was not trying to... Bro, I wasn't trying to be in a house with a turtleneck on, bro. I was like, I had a turtleneck on. I had, I had fucking... What do you call those? Uh, the, the Chesney boots on, bro. I was dressed up. So I was like, we got to I mean, get the fuck out of here. That's a that's a part of knowing yourself, though. Like, I know me. If that's what you had to do for yourself, then you uh, clearly you did the right thing, nigga. Because I I went yeah. to bed silent. Like, I went I went to bed not talking to myself. Like, bro, by I the time upset. I got to the bar, by the time I got to the bar, they was having karaoke night. Donovan wanted me to join her for karaoke night, which I didn't mind all year. I tell her no. She always invites me. She loves karaoke. Mm-hmm. She's a karaoke superstar, and she asked me all year, "You want to go to karaoke with me?" I tell her every week, no, no, thank you. One. Karaoke's not my thing. And two, most importantly, it's her scene. Those are her friends that she has made since we moved out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go in there and one. I only got two options if I join her at this, right? Because I don't do karaoke. I either sit in the corner and just be a good husband and be as quiet as possible and just try to not like try my best to have a good time. But then, you know, your your wife is going to come check on you and make sure you're all right every five minutes. Are you okay? Are you having a horrible time? Your face looks like you're having a horrible time. You know what I mean? Or you can try to have a good time and be too outwardly trying to have a good time. And then now you're taking the good time away from your wife. Cause this is her scene. Like I don't want to be in there fucking up there rapping power by Kanye trying to make it my thing. Cause it's not my thing. So like, I don't like the two options that I have. Cause I don't even want it to be my thing. Cause it's her thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why to try to take I your mean, wife's thing. You also, you also never wore super skinny jeans before. Um, a lot of things are changing. Aren't they? A lot, lot of things are changing. And like, not for nothing. Like if that's the time that I'm going to surrender and go, you might have caught me up there doing whatever Drake track that I loved at the moment. Like you might catch me up there doing too much, the rapping and the singing. Like <laughs> fuck it, fuck trying it, to transition. I, yeah, I might show you up. I might win the karaoke belt for that night. Take my picture, put me up in the Hall of Fame, babe. Hey, I ain't, I ain't never coming back, right? But like, just know when I came, this is what I did. And this I did is what I did when you. I was there. I did this yeah. for you. 
Our small town karaoke, though, too, and this is not a knock, but this is just the honest truth. Like, there's different styles of karaoke, right? I think big city style karaoke, you might see, like, you might get people up there doing Hey Ya, you know what I mean? Like, they might have Hey Ya in the Serato for you, or they might have Party Up by DMX in the Serato for you. But this one right here is definitely top 40 class. Like, 30% of the night, they were singing, like, show tunes and Disney tracks. Mm. And, you know what I mean? So like this, stuff that, this is not nigga-oki. This, this is ain't nigga-oki for at real. all. And I've been yeah. to some nigga-okis that was just fine. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then I've been yeah, to yeah, some, yeah. like, diet nigga-oki where you, like I said, you might get DMX party up in the Serato, and you might be able to just sort through and be like, all right, which one of mm-hmm, the top five? Mm-hmm. There's some Nelly in here. There's some DMX in here. There's some Andre 3000 in here. And there's some Eminem in here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But this ain't even that. Like, I've gone through their playlist before, and it's like maybe two songs I a little bit know type shit. So it's just like, I'm just not comfortable doing that, which is fine. I can, each I can only imagine you up there doing slam. Bro, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, so it's just not my thing. But I told her that I would go. So we went, and by the time we got to the karaoke, I looked up. They just happened to have the game on on the bar screens just because mm-hmm. a game was on, Duh. and it's a bar. Right. Damn. And I looked up, bro, when I looked up, we was only up like four points. And I was like, stressed. Like Sandy. I immediately like put my head down and started walking to the back of the bar. Like, oh, we, I got to get out of here. I, I can't look at this. I would have been over at the karaoke DJ like, um, do you have Jeezy? Said I'm stressed <laughs> out, so tired. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to take it oh, in the bar, bro. I, I was so I'd, glad I'd, we I'd left been, though. I would have been standing there up under the screen. Head yeah. up and all, like I'm sitting in the front row of the movie theater. Like, and that's what you don't want, bro, because then you got indigestion from eating fucking hot wings and shit. Like, this is not, that's not what I wanted my night to be because I already knew that we was going to karaoke and I wanted to have a good time. And then I had, like, former coworkers that was hitting me up trying to invite us out to the club. That's, like, 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe we'll be able to attend that depending on what time we get done with karaoke because the karaoke night was looking light as hell, bro. It was, like, eight people in there and only two of them was drunk. And here I am with a turtleneck on. And I was like, dog, when I walked in and saw what the people in karaoke had on, like they had on jogging mm. pants and sketchers and shit. And I was just like, in my mind, immediately when I saw what the scene was, I was like, I can't, this is not where we can be when the ball drops. The, like, it's the cool way, to spend a couple hours, but I'm overdressed for this. I was about to say the way you were dressed called for a chandelier to be in the room. Yeah, my wife too. My wife had on her best shit. Like we was fly yeah. as fuck, bro. Gotcha, and like gotcha. when I walked in the room, again, nothing against karaoke, but it was just like based on our attire, I was just like, we can't be in here when the ball drops. So that was when I kind of like started corresponding with the people that was texting me trying to see if we was coming out because I had already told them no. I was like, we're not going to make it. My mother-in-law's in town. We are not staying out all night. Sorry. <laughs> we ain't going to make it to that. But then when I saw what karaoke was looking doing like, it. Yeah. When I saw karaoke was looking like, that's when I started being like, uh, babe, I'm getting hit. This, this, that. And she was like, well, do you want to try to make it to that? You know, when you normally kind of like waver with your wife and she asks you something that you want or want to do and you mm-hmm. kind of got to make it like, like yeah, if you yeah. want, I mean, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was cool. like, do you want to try to, she was like, you want to try to make it to Buffalo Thunder? I was like, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes, a solid. Yes, that's a solid for sure. Yeah, and it wasn't even like I was trying to knock the current scene we was at, because I would have stayed for a couple more hours, but she was like, nah, let's go ahead and get up out of here now. I'm going to sing some Whitney Houston, and we're going to bounce. And I was like, bet. So we went, grabbed some pregame, hit the club, bro. As a nigga that don't go to the club, going to the club on New Year's Eve, it's everything they tell you it is, bro. I could like, I, I could imagine. I mean, especially y'all when stay you, in? Y'all stayed in for New I Year's Eve, I mean, yeah, Eve, of course right? we stayed in, but Good I can you. only imagine for niggas who don't go to the club when you finally do take that trip to the club, especially when you slim and big money and you got on a turtleneck and high heels and probably your fedora. 
Hey, probably your right fedora. To the, right to probably the Probably your fedora is so funny because I looked up at my fedora and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> With the tail in there, I was like, that's too much. I just can't do it. But I had to give him the smooth body, bro. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to body him out. But dog, you are so, like, okay. So we went in there and you're right. When you already don't go out enough, you already don't drink that often. And, you know, a nigga fucking changed his life in the last 12. Bro, I went in that club and acted a fool. You hear me, nigga? nigga, nigga. It wasn't a song that DJ spun that I couldn't figure out a dance to. Nigga had his five-star pinky ring on. Nigga had his bracelet. Did you see that me? Boy. Wait, did no, you see I pictures? Bro, I can. I know you in real life, bro. Like, don't let this podcast fool you. Like, Bro, never really predict Ill. my going out flavors like that, bro. Like, I don't like my flavors to be Let so me think. Let me think. Let me think. Cranberry. It was some cranberry involved. You're a There's cranberry cranberries guy. and browns. We was earth toning. Yeah, you're a cranberry guy. I'm, I'm a cranberry imagine. nigga, bro. I like. I look good in the cran. I do look good in the cran. But it, and, it was and, a good and night. Depend, and depending on how saucy he feeling, he might tell you he got on burgundy. Like, fuck with me. Bro, I like a burgundy. I like a burgundy. <laughs> but bro, it, it was a good night because we got the fucking dancing. And of course, you get the people watching shit. Bro, for a minute, you know these motherfuckers spun the ignition remix for like 37 seconds. Can we talk oh. about this? Did they? Did, did he read the room? Did he do that for you? I was in public, and not, now you know with the remix, it kind of comes on a mm-hmm. certain way, and then they they mixed it with some other shit, like some uh, best of both worlds, but some Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z was rapping for a minute. I'm like, I know the song, but I couldn't quite they, put my finger on where I knew the song from that's until how they the got it off. kicked in, bro. And they, it kicked in, and then by the time it got to like R. Kelly's verses, you could tell like the DJ realized what was happening and hurried the fuck up and spent. Spun that song the fuck out of here. But people were still like dancing and shit. Now, now that ain't saying that, you know, that in 2023 that niggas should come off and however you feel, I support how you feel, whether you listen to him or don't listen to him. That's totally fine with me. I don't care anyway. But I do find it interesting that like in that situation, New Year's Eve, everybody's lit, niggas done had their champagne, everybody's fucking turtlenecked up and fedoras just flying through the air and shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody really gave a fuck, bro. And I really do think. With a lot of a lot of stances, not all stances, but a lot of stances, generally, most times people don't give a fuck until it's time to like stand on a soapbox on the internet or something, right? Like, am I tripping? No, I don't think so. Like, I feel like it's just mo- mainly when it's time to post or time to answer some comments and some sh- and some shit that people actually be caring that much about this shit when it's time to like take a stand on some shit. I don't think really people care that much. Um. But fucking that happened, and oh, we was people watching, and some niggas was ballroom dancing to Nelly in the club. That was interesting. What do you uh, mean? There was an older white gentleman that was like, literally, like you know, when you dancing and you holding your girl's hands, and it's like a little salsa step, <laughs> and then like you twirl her. I saw a middle year, a middle aged white lady get ballroom twirled to DMX party up in the club, and that was interesting. Nah, that's wild. You should have yeah, filmed you that. You can see bro. that so from like, that's, that's when you got to be an internet and you got to break out your phone. You got to like do it cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I hate to do this on a consistent basis, even though I don't hate to do it. But like, just because I know a nigga's keeping track. But shout out to Bernie. That's one of the smoothest, like incognito picture taking niggas I ever seen in my life. Yeah, like, he gets a good candid. Yeah, he he'll get you. Like with with the actual camera with a cell phone. Like, hit Bernie. Bernie, will snap your ass. Yeah, nah, that's good shit. Um, so. 
New Year's was smooth. Uh, I really don't need to get into the details of the parties. We had a good time, and I take it y'all stayed in and watched the game and went to bed sad. Yeah, that was a good way. To yeah, bring yeah, you. yeah. That that was that was pretty much the. Are extent, we at the age you know? where we don't give a fuck about the whole like formality of oh the clock's turning, time to flip the calendar? Like it happens automatically on your phone, so it takes all the fucking fun. I mean, it, right? I mean, yeah, and you know to keep it on brand. What time is it? What is today? Like, <laughs> like you know, you know, I, I I keep my shit to myself, but like it's another day. Like I like I was telling everybody beforehand, like I'll find out if we made it to next year in the morning. Like <laughs> if I don't, if I don't wake up, I guess we didn't make it. Like for for shits and giggles, are we doing any New Year's resolutions this year? You got anything that you want to fucking uh, think about, maybe changing, or is it just the same goals as like whatever you ain't hit last year? We keeping it on the dock. I mean, I think naturally I'm I like I'm in the programming of you know falling into that. So of course mm-hmm. I have things in the back of my brain, but I'm trying not to like. Be so all right. It's January first, two thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I just want to, I, I want to put it all in motion the proper way. Still. So, like for you, very specifically, and forgive me if this is like putting pressure on you to put mm-hmm. like thumbtacks and shit. But like with <laughs> what we discussed a few weeks ago, which you wanting to get into coaching and shit like that, mm-hmm. would it be in your character to maybe put? a soft little goal in your mind and say, Hey, by the end of the year, I want to be at least in a program. Or is it just like you want to let things naturally kind of flow the way they need to flow because you're going to always be at it anyway. So putting a date on it don't really matter for somebody like you, huh? I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't want to put a date on it, but I do want to like keep it in the forefront of my brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm more so that type of person. Like I got to I got to keep it in the front of my brain or I got to make a plan for it. And when I make a plan for that, I got to stick to the plan. Um, and, and do it that way. So again, I have, you know, a few paths, but I guess I'm trying to, um, like I said, that's on the list, but I guess there's a, there's a few things on the list ahead of that. Um, you know what I'm saying? That I'm more, more concerned about first. So, um, like I say, fo- football is my interest. And it's so funny that you bring that up. Um, when I actually submitted my interest form, um, and you know, the people tell you it take a little while for motherfuckers to reach out to you to do have reached out to me. Um, I want to say maybe, October, November, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually just sent me an email again last week saying, like, yo, this is what you should probably do. Um, he was talking about baseball. And again, I'm more so interested I'm in sorry, football. what? So I said they, he was <laughs> is it one of the way? And I, I don't mean, a, I'm sorry, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, that is interesting to me. So is he saying, am I wrong in assuming? He's saying to get into football, it's probably in your best interest to kind of cut your teeth in baseball management first. No, um, okay. which is not really my, it, I don't want to call it an issue or a problem, but I guess that's my thing. Like he sent me that first email that he sent me and he said something about, you know, baseball kind of being his thing or whatever the case may be. Because when I submitted my interest for him, I said, you know, I think I put football, baseball, basketball, kind of like an order of importance. Oh, okay. um, and he, I, I don't know if he just happens, you know, to be the person that is closest to me or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but he does baseball and, you know, I guess may- maybe that's just his thing, but I'm still, like I say, and that's kind of where, you know, kind of the coach and all that other shit is kind of, you know, in my, in my brain on my list to kind of do shit a certain way to kind of get to where I want to get to. Um, but I, again, I, I am interested in the baseball, so I, I, I may do it. Um, I haven't f- fully decided on Like I say, cause I'm, I'm interested in baseball, but I'm more interested in football. So right. like, I, you know, I, it, when it comes to that, I'd rather not like waste my, my, my time when it comes to that. <laughs> or like, I'm cool. You're trying to be careful with that waste of time. Yeah. Too. Like I'm cool. I'm cool with wasting my time because you get paid for that shit. You uh, know what I'm saying? So like, 
It's, it's a dub, but again, I if and again, I mean, it's two different seasons of sports. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like, I can fuck with baseball now, really, to kind of cut my teeth in the reference world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That way, by the time, um, by the way, the time fall come around, I could be like, all right, I'm trying to make the transition, or maybe I'll fuck with basketball in between. Or you know what I'm saying? Just trying to. Uh, again, I'm working all this shit out in my brain, but like, again, my my brain even right now in this moment is asking a question: Is it a waste of time if ultimately you want to coach? Mm. That's that's and an I interesting thing. I, and I don't I was know the answer to that question yet. So yeah, I was going to ask you: Like, do you grab your crotch and spit nearly enough to be able to stand <laughs> in a dugout? Like, I don't know if you've even thought about this. How much do you grab your dick on a regular? And I mean, you know it's. You- it's but I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to coach baseball. So like, if, right. as a as a as an umpire, you know what I'm saying. I'm standing out there in the field. I'm cool with that shit. They can suck my dick over there in the dugout. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, you ain't got to pay them niggas no attention. Yeah, I got time to be on the sidelines though. I feel like I said this last year, and please like tell me if I've said this before. But I need to like I, I'm not big on the resolutions thing, but I need to make one this year and a serious one. Like mm-hmm. enough is enough with this shit, and I, you <laughs> might need to help me. Like. I, I, seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. Enough is enough. I need to really change this this year, and I need to like really make an absolute change. And I almost wasn't going to have a resolution at all. Like I'm doing everything actively right now. I can't say like, oh, my resolution is to get a new job because I start Monday. Like I can't say, oh, I need to get in the gym. Oh man, like, I can't. There's nothing I can. Please, say. please oh, yeah, put I'm a pin in that. We got to yeah, talk. No, about we're going to talk yeah. about the starting right. Monday thing for right. sure after two months off work. So. <laughs> Here's the thing that I need to change this year, bro. Maybe you can help me with this and maybe help me sort through this and see if it's as important as I think it is in my mind. I have to stop. I have got to stop commenting on YouTube. I got to stop doing it. I I got to stop putting, like, you are really good with the whole, the introduction of, does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? Does this need to be said by me right now? You're great with that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Every now and then, I'll say something in some comments on a YouTube page, and I don't know if it's something to do with me. Like, I don't know if it's just like the way I talk gets underneath people's skin, or if maybe I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I see shit wrong or different, (laughs) but I tend to more often than not get the attention of the person who runs the channel Mm. more so than I do just random other people commenting when I comment. Like, I can never just throw my opinion out there and just have the shit just float in the breeze. Right, right, right. I always get the channel owner coming down from their pedestal (laughs) to address me directly. And you know what's funny about this? It's worded very strongly. I will say you do have a gift. I have a strong tone. Hopefully you're commenting under the logo. Like It's always the logo. It's always us. Like, we take the hit whenever I say this fuck shit. I'll be saying some fuck shit under our name. Niggas hate me dog. and they don't even know it. Dog, I, under <laughs> our name, I'll be saying some. And here's the, I think this is the sickest part and why I need to do something about it. Because I will take responsibility and say it's me. It's not mm-hmm. them, it's me. I got to stop. And it's for s- several reasons. Here's the thing. I do that. Before I comment shit, especially when it's like tumultuous or some shit, like when, when it's volatile, mm-hmm. I stop. I stop before I hit post. I'll stop and I'll say, "Do I need to say this? Is this is this going to do me any good saying this?" And a lot of times I will delete it. But sometimes because, I tell myself, "This is worth posting this." Because yes. 
I was about to say, because you want to know what it is, it's really the third question I think that's the most important. Does this need to be said by me right now and right yes? Now, it's the right now part for real, for real, because a nigga, mm-hmm. listen here, a nigga already, they posted um some, some I don't even know if it's a pistol company, but somebody who like designs custom pistols had like six photos or however many photos, 10 photos up of some um like different guns, but they had like Ohio State designs. Mm. And a nigga that I went to school with shared it and he was like, I would cop, but I'm afraid they shoot far to the left. And I wanted to comment like you Dog. did you want to be first? Like you want you want people to you want people to think you got like you 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 ran to the front of the line on this one, huh? And it's the third question that kept me just scrolling on through my phone, bro, cuz because you want to know what it is when you the third question is so important because the third question is what makes the owner come down off of their pedestal. Because why you say that? Why you say <laughs> yeah, that right now? Here's a big part yeah, of it. Why yeah, you say that right. right now? You say that you're shit right. when it's way off kilter, when all the smoke has passed, and when they offer they high about it, then they don't really give a fuck because they've already flushed out so much about it. So you know why but you're when, so right. But, but yeah, but when you get to when you get to that, oh yeah, let me give it to you right now because you need this. Like you need this one hundred percent. Like go no, ahead. You you know what makes you so right. The last shit I got into, I posted my comment 20 minutes after the video had been See? published. <laughs> and the, the publisher, the publisher was actively, bro, the publisher was actively liking and hearting comments when I posted my bro, shit. And this is the part that we never addressed when we did the YouTube thing for a little while. And this is a part of it for real, for real, because I, I I can see it from the other side. Like, bro. You don't even know what we had to do to put this video together that we ain't even want to do for this album that we ain't even want to listen to for this album that we don't even want to talk about. That's why we don't talk about it on our show that we do every week. Like, and you motherfuckers is doing this to me, and especially on an album that I said I love, bro. They did this to us about magic, about some shit that we said was good. We just had some jokes. Think about it. Would two you years be watching now, this for just, more than eight minutes if we didn't have but, some jokes but, in here? But again, even still, like maybe we got to start asking ourselves them three questions about whatever uh-huh. we do content wise even mm-hmm. still because it was so fresh dog we, we when we was doing that we was doing that the day, day of, of yeah. next day and them niggas was on a high excited about their favorite artist putting out some fire and anything that they deemed to be going against what they thought was fire was a no-go like yeah we and again it. because it was so fresh like you say we do it we watch it back like of course we know us we get the jokes like we hear what we actually saying right. in it but when they not hearing what we saying and they interpret that we just dissing the nigga like it it, it oh no nah, we don't like that and when I see that because I'm I'm on a high from putting it out and like yes I got my jokes off yes you know what I'm saying we did the right thing like yeah, niggas ain't yeah niggas ain't play it like my man's did his thing like it's we we doing it right on time like that's lit and these niggas was like nah. <laughs> nah, like we ain't it. fucking with that. Let and me, I, I could only I could only imagine asking one of them niggas to go back down. Like watch that video and like see what we really said. Like and, and yeah, because like, it probably it would down. sound different. It probably would write sound it down different what we actually said. With that you and that would be interesting to even see what people wrote down. Like no, about the music though. Like mm. write down what we because it's an album review. Give me a write bullet down point the things summary. that we said about the music. And yeah. then give me a bullet point summary, a bullet point summary of the video you just watched. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that you will come away with something so volatile. Let me tell you some particulars about this last little incident I had that has me saying I need to stop <laughs> get, leaving comments and why I'm saying this to you. What it was was this was a video in response to like a lot of characters in the 90 Day Fiance universe, right? Okay. And the video was titled, it was basically like a playlist of 
creepy men from the 90 Day Fiance uh, universe and just showing a bunch of clips of, you know, dudes being creepy. And I'm watching it and I'm like rolling my eyes because honestly, it gets annoying to me. I'll just be real with y'all. It gets annoying to me the time and day that we live in where it's just so easy to just man bash. You know what I mean? Like, yes, some men are creeps. Some men are dirt balls and dirt bags and some men are fucking nasty motherfuckers and all that shit exists. But as a man, particularly a black man, like it does get annoying to constantly hear the bashing of men and how how acceptable it is in culture mm-hmm. today. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. don't even have to like nobody even hesitates for us. Like they don't even pump fake before they take the shot. Like just everybody just shits on yeah, men yeah, constantly yeah, yeah, around yeah. the clock everywhere in social media, in the public. Nobody even hesitates. Like. Last week, I called myself a retard, and we both had pause to make sure we could even say that. And I was talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very real response. Like, when we say certain things, we both kind of look at each other like, was that, were we clean about that? But nobody has to say, Paul, take any pause about down at, like, men these days at all. Like, you can just get your shit off. I mean, like, and, you know, we we talked about, I don't know if it's you that said it before, but, like, or some, wherever wherever the fuck I heard it, like, but like being a dad is a thankless job, right? And that's one yes. thing. But like, let's talk about just being a dude. Like that don't get addressed enough. And like, mm-hmm. uh, like it, and it's weird. Like, and I, I want to make sure I word it carefully because yeah, let's is, be real careful. Well, well, not even what I'm about to say. Like, it is what it is still. But like, the being ready for the car to crash through a through the front window is a joke. But it's not like it's not. you know what I'm saying. Like, it's a it's a part of a trauma. You know, what I'm, and again, maybe it's like. On some, uh, I watched a video the other day. They was talking about some fleas. They was like, yo, we put these fleas in this jar and we left them in there for three weeks uninterrupted. And then when we came back and we opened the jar, like none of them could jump higher than the lid of, you know, the jar. Mm, and then they like, pour, and then they poured them out and they was like, and now this is their like pattern for the rest of their life. They were like, this is their offspring. Yeah. And like, of course, we've heard this thing before, but like, mm programming is really a fucking thing and you know what i'm saying it just it it makes you want to break yourself of some of the programming and shit so like yeah and bro as as a father of a daughter and i know you got girls in your household too and i don't want to speak for you on this feel free to say how you feel about it but i refuse to raise my daughter in a way that she's afraid of men just wholeheartedly across the board right Right. like yes you should be careful when you're out there in a dark alley walking home from the club alone that shouldn't be happening but whatever right Right. Yes, be careful. Yes, be smart. Yes, listen to your instincts and all of that. All that shit is true. But I absolutely refuse to try to like teach my daughter to just be afraid of men and teach my uh any any boy that takes interest in you wants something from you. I I'll be fucking damn, bro. I'm right. not doing right, that. Right. Because as a father of a daughter, I'm also a father of a son. So if I'm telling her that about every boy out there, right? Every boy out there wants something from you, he just wanna fuck you and do all this nasty shit to you and treat you like an object. But your brother, your brother's just fine. He's a great guy, right? <laughs> right and all these right, boys right. out here I'm warning you about ain't nobody's brother. So don't worry about it. Like, ain't that some right, fucking right. self-centered it, it ass is. shit to teach somebody? Nah, that, that's legit. Like, that, that that's, shit just bothers legit. me. So that's how I got, like, that's how I got in my feelings enough. Because I sat there in the gym on the crunch machine looking <laughs> at my phone at the sentence I typed out. Deciding if I should hit send or not. Like, I even took a pause. I looked at it like, I got a feeling I'm going to get a response from this. Like, yeah, I'm going I'm to get a response from this. But that's when I kind of like 
took a deep breath and I was like, nah, fuck that because it shouldn't be so easy to just dismiss. Like I understand she was putting, the lady was putting content out. It was her flavor of content. She has every right to put her opinion out there as well, right? Like I'm not mad at her for publishing the shit and putting the video out. Her fan base loves the shit. They eat it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I was subscribed to the channel. You see, how I said it was right there. I was subscribed <laughs> to the channel, so I enjoyed her content before. I, fu- I did fuck with you, bitch. I but did I don't used fuck to fuck with, you with no it. <laughs> but I've noticed the pattern though with her. Like this person's content, I've been watching it so long. I've watched the shift. Even in one of the videos prior to me making the comment, she was talking about men on this show and how nasty they are. And then she went on a whole tangent about how one person on the show reminded her of an ex-boyfriend of hers and went on a whole tangent mm-hmm. about how toxic the ex-boyfriend was and how they're basically the same person. And I think I was the only one watching it, rolling my eyes, going, this is problematic. Like, you Bro, should not that, be comparing everybody in your life to one nigga that did you wrong. That's yeah, wrong. I mean, yeah, I mean, but not, outside of just that scenario, that's what most of the content is these days. Like, and, yes. like again, man... I don't want to have a biased view uh, of us, but like we sit here and we say shit and we acknowledge the fact that we could be wrong. We acknowledge the fact that we would have a conversation with you about shit like that. Like it's I would very, love to have a conversation. It's very you. rare that you get that from anything that you listen to. And a lot of platforms just consist of people spewing their POV as fact. Mm-hmm. And they really not interested in listening to note. Like it, it cracks me up even to listen to Joe and them like, a lot of times, nigga, gotta say this is my opinion. Like, what? Why, the fuck, what are, why the fuck are we arguing about my opinion? And like, yeah. I get it. It's a podcast. We got to get it. But I think we do a good job of not arguing each other's opinion. Like, you can feel how you feel. I can interject and be like, but nah. And you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can yeah. have good banter without arguing about each other's opinion. Like, nigga, you don't fuck with soft serve. I don't fuck with you. Like, right? Like, best case funny. scenario, I'm just offering you something to think about. Like, that's even all, when I was bro. putting the con. When I was putting the comment, my mind was going, even if this sounds volatile to her, right? Because this is in contrary to what you just posted, right? This is very, I'm very knowingly coming off like, hey, this is kind of nasty what you posted, right? But I'm also, I'll summarize what I said. It wasn't long. I just was like, hmm, this is interesting. It seems like the word creep is being reserved for just men. And then I named like five women in the show's universe that are just as nasty. And I said, it's funny that none of these women are in this clip. And And then she made it a point to tell me, well, this was about men. And if you would have just fucking waited, I was coming with the part two about men. And I was like, you know what? That was, I replied back. I said, you know what? That was my bad. I didn't read Mm -hmm. the men part in your title. That was on me. But I said, you know what? Maybe we don't see eye to eye on this. And you obviously don't want me in your fanship. So I'm going to escort my way out. Of Look here. at you. You're so proper. But you're so people got so mad legit. at me for that. Like people like, like, I got a ton of fucking replies going. You better get the fuck out of here. You was like, dog, I fucking. OK, I said I was wrong about this. But the, the I think the basis of this thing is noticing that you can't take a difference of opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you can't take yeah. a difference of opinion about some shit? And why, and like, as a man, I can't speak up? And like, I just can't speak kinda, up about that. And like, just kind of on the 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 subject of the creep label, just kind of being attached to men and men alone. So we had we had a family movie night last night, right? Because one of our gifts, shout out to my brother and his wife, they sent over um a, a box that when it came, it just had my name on it, right? And then I huh? opened it up. 
Yeah, it just had my name on it. But again, I don't, particularly ever since I had the baby, bro, I don't get shit. Like, ain't yeah, nothing that comes to this house. It's not about you. It's not solely about. for me. Nobody no. cares about the fathers. That's my slogan. No. Man, but like, so then, you know, me and my wife always joke. So she like, it got you. I'm like, baby, no, I don't get shit. Like, you could have opened this box. Like, I don't give a fuck. So I open up, I open up the bag. And when I pull the box out of the bag, it's a Munchie Mountain on it. So I'm like, oh, shit, this might be for your boy. Like, it got <laughs> this Munchie might be Mountain something for me for like, real. This, yeah, this for the shit. It got like snack logos on the side and shit. So I'm like, oh, this might be the box for us, babe. Like this might be the shit. And I open it up, and all it got is like it's basically a a, a, a miniature movie concession stand. It got fucking uh, Cracker Jacks, popcorn. Oh, that's cool as like, Yeah, yeah, it's a cool. That's you know, dope. basically a movie night. So I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, we gonna have a movie night. So we had a movie night last night. We watched the Sandlot, right? And so first of all. We probably really need to figure out how to execute watching movies with adult eyes. Fam. Bro, it, like, I, there's no way to do it without 12 hours of editing. And I want to do it so right? bad. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> like, and, and then, like, we so stupid, bro. We'd be the fucked around and did the whole movie because there'd be so much shit to be like, but wait, like, this don't make no goddamn sense. I'm telling sense. you, the, the podcast I do with my sister was supposed to be 30 minutes. <laughs> we spent an hour and a half on that show. See what I'm saying? But like, you can't summarize movies. Again, there's so many pieces in the movie, but to one of the most famous parts in the movie, my man squints Paladors. They at the fucking, uh, they at the goddamn, uh, at at the pool. They in the pool. My man is at Wendy Peppercorn, the, the lifeguard. Everybody right. love Wendy. You know what I'm saying? She up there getting her lotion and her oil on her oil and her lotion. And my man is like, you want to know what? I just can't take this shit no more. <laughs> like he Bro, he literally says that shit. And it's so funny in the movie. My man gets out the pool and goes over to the diving board, hits Wendy with the creepy smiling wave. And this is the, this is some of the silliest shit too, bro jumps right in the water and dies fam like he don't try to swim like he go right down to the bottom of this motherfucker he had to do what he had to do the babe jumps in and gets him everybody knows like she gets out he does the creepy smile he kisses the babe right gives her the tongue and everything they get she she yanks him up kicks him out the pool listen it's a riot he looks like a creep you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying but just about a minute later in the film Wendy Peppercorn waves at the young man on the other mm-hmm. side of the fence, letting him know. Basically, what I told my wife last night, I said, oh, babe, this is what niggas consider a pussy IOU. Like, from that moment forward, Squints was like, I got to get me some of that pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did what I did. She still waved at me afterwards. Like, I got to get me some right. of that pussy. She had, and she then, had to do something performative. And then, but, and then and fast. You know the real. And then fast forward to the end of the movie when my man giving everybody a synopsis, my man Squints and Wendy got married and had nine kids. Like, why was Wendy never labeled a creep from that movie? You ain't even allowed to ask that. It's not, not even allowed to ask it. not even allowed to ask. You sounded bad by even just asking <laughs> that question. I just want to tell you, bro, like, somebody is rolling their eyes that has come across this podcast and never heard it before because they got put in the new podcast of the year algorithm. <laughs> and they're rolling their eyes at you right now. Like, they, they're unsubscribing to the podcast and that's what's so fucked up like we're not like you were saying we're not leaving room for conversation anymore and hopefully yeah. that you know we can elbow ourselves a little bit of wiggle space just with this platform and us continuing to do our show because i do think that we try to be mindful while still allowing ourselves room mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. vocalize how we feel about shit and talk sure. through shit and not have all the answers i think that's one of the biggest problems too is fucking everybody feeling like they have to have all the answers instead for of sure. just saying, you know what i don't know but this is what i feel right Mm-hmm. And I can be swayed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I'll tell you uh, some more feelings I have and that I could be swayed about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Black Instagram, maybe even Twitter. I'm not over there, so I don't know if Twitter cares about this or not. But 
it seems to be a celebration going on over Yo Gotti finally getting Angela Simmons. Mm, mm-hmm. They've been they've been pictured together. Uh, I guess he finally got her to go out on a date. And, you know, if you're familiar with Yo Gotti's music, he's been after Angela Simmons for a little while now. Ben had a little crush on her. We thought he was going to get that popping way a while ago, uh, like the Sandlot story. But sometimes it takes a little while before you can get the <laughs> nine kids, right? Period, period. Uh, I guess Yo Gotti must have did the work. And now we're finally seeing them together. We don't know how long it's going to last. By the time this airs, that might be over. But good for him for even getting the night, right? Like, right. I totally could always see that being a thing where that's Yo Gotti. I could see Angela Simmons, like Yo Gotti showing interest in Angela Simmons wanting to reciprocate that. But I could see Rev Run being like, nah, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Or whoever her advisors are in her life saying, we're not doing that with that Memphis gangster. Like, we don't want you to be just another like chick that these Memphis niggas don't rent. But like, I could see people around Angela Simmons wanting to potentially protect her from being quote unquote Yo Gotti's girl. Like, I could see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying Yo Gotti's necessarily a bad dude, but you just right. know how that kind of looks. For sure. But here's the part I want to talk to you about. It seems like it's a little bit of a celebration, like Yo Gotti did it. And, you know, you get the memes like, you know, he finally get it after all this long. Like, you just stick, stay the course and you can get your <laughs> dreams too. And I just want to say on our podcast that that's not true. That's, that's not, just true. not true. Like you're because Yo Gotti got Angela Simmons don't mean that you're going to get a promotion at your job. It's just not true. <laughs> it's it it's it's not true. But you know, um, this this is one of those things. Not to you know, kind of be too preachy, but like who you are and the thing that you want got to meet at perfect timing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like when Yo Gotti was rapping that I need Angela Simmons, give me a five star chick shit like. She she really was not ready for a Yo Gotti at that point. He wasn't ready for her for the same reasons that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, it it might be time. Like, it she might been, be time. Yeah. She been she been putting that you know pussy on advertisement, you know, on the internet, you know, for lack of better terms. And like, she she seemed like she you know single and ready to mingle. And like, not for nothing, it's the wave. Like, the, the, I don't want to call him old niggas, but like he's he's an older dude to her, mm-hmm. you know, and went com- comparable in age, and like that's how they getting down these days. So if I you, knock it. I'm not yeah, knocking. if you uh, well, I'm trying. I don't even know how old Angela Simmons is, but she got to be thirty something. So if you thirty something dating a nigga in his mid forties, like, and, and a nigga in his mid forties who got the bag and really that nigga, like right, he settled in. And yeah. how, how do you feel about that? Just personally, like, do you think that's Typically, a successful formula, an a older guy by 10 or 12 years settling down with a younger lady that's obviously grown enough uh, when they're later on in their lives, right? Obviously, I, I don't think it's the move when you like, oh, I'm 25 and this one is fucking 17. Y'all yeah. both a little too young. But when like somebody's in there, like say somebody's 42 and then the woman that he's courting is like 30 three or something like that. Like right, I think that right. that has a higher I percentage mean, level I, of working just based on where y'all's mind frames are. I was about to say, but I think that's where some of the credit of women maturing a little bit faster than men kind of mm, comes into play. At. See, because like I you see. say, the the experience that I could have gone through, you know, up to a 21-year-old man might not have shit on the experiences of a girl up until 21 years sure. old. Like, I might not be able to relate to, like, oh, shit, like, that's what the fuck y'all going through over there? Like, I, I couldn't imagine. So, like you say, if I'm 45 and my babe is, you know, 35, like, 
that that's probably you know a, a a perfect match you know for for lack of better terms but like the like you say the mindsets are probably what's more attractive and it it, it don't hurt that you got a big old booty what you think the probability of a successful circling the block is today in dating what i mean by that is like Yo Gotti showed interest all them years ago on that song, <clears throat> and it wasn't the right time for whatever the real reasons are, right? We can speculate mm-hmm. whatever the reasons are, but it took to now for the date to finally happen, or at least in public for it to finally happen. What do you think the success rate is for anybody out there dating right now, obviously outside of me and you that are single, and it's like, I messed with this girl maybe five, seven years ago, didn't quite work out, we don't hate each other, it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm bumping into her again at the functions and shit like that. We shooting eyes. Like, what's the buffer for trying to make that happen again? Like, is it a time thing? You got to let more time pass. You got to let like her be single and show interest in you now. Or does it depend on how y'all separated? Like, what is that like if you're out there dating and it's like, maybe I need to circle the block on that one that I wasn't ready for back then? I think it's, I think it's about, and maybe not, maybe not even just a not ready then, but like shit just didn't work then. But like, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's about a time pass thing. And then wherever you meet each other at again, like even down to like physical location, of course, mental, you know, shit matters too. But like, right. But you, you also might've moved to Atlanta, nigga. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, like not even, not even that, but like maybe I run into you at like a restaurant, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I run into you at the store or at the mall and you Where just do you think there. the most player place to run into somebody you're trying to court is? Like if you had to give I think two or three examples of what shit. you think the best for. For, for me, I think also spend the block shit. I don't, I don't think it matters. It don't matter if I it's think, I block. think, yeah, I think if, you know, I think if it was something that you was fucking with that, you know, y'all was cool, but maybe shit just didn't work or maybe you weren't ready at the time and maybe five, six, Is seven it flyer? years past. If it's in the fly spot, like if, if I'm spinning the block and we had a little thing back then and I ain't seen you in a good six years, but we both kind of like, you know, through social media and shit, like know that the opportunity might be there and I just happen to run into you at Magic Mountain and you at your niece's thing. Is that as fly as if I run into you in the produce section of the Kroger's? I think that is, but I think the flyer situation is like, oh shit, what is you doing in the same lobby as the place that I live at? Like, mm. oh shit, you live here too. Like, mm. oh, you at, at least we're on the same level there. That's why optics would 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 appear to be at that right, moment. At least so like, somewhere close in our lives. Yeah. We somewhere close in our lives. So maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe now is the time to explore it. You know, that might give the green light to the exploration. And you might you might be in the space for it. Like, Look at my nigga tricking him with some fate. You, you got to yeah. trick him with some fate. It might be in our astrology signs. You got we a lot that you care right about. Here. You know what I've been meaning to talk to you about? And this is a perfect way to kind of slide into this. I've been meaning to talk to you about this since last year, nigga. Like, I've been meaning to talk to you for a few weeks now. And we never got around to it. Here's what I want to talk to you about. And we can speak to this even a little bit more exclusively being, you know, long-term relationship slash marriages. Maybe slash is not the word. Word that sounds really disrespectful. <laughs> Marriages that are long term relationships is what I mean to say. But we can speak to this. We can't really speak to the last one. But this shit right here, I want to get your opinion on. Right, when you're dating somebody, right, like you can think back to when you and your wife was dating or past instances, whatever. When mm. you're dating, there's a courtship, right? We all know about the courtship and the peacocking and the the front facing you have to do, which I think it's a good thing. It's all a part of it, right? Like you, 
looking good. You're smelling good. You're getting haircuts before the date. You're doing all of that. She's doing what she does to prepare herself for you to show whatever level of interest she might have in you. There's a whole song and dance that goes with it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you might be wearing your good shoes and shit. She might be going to get her hair done and making sure she got her fucking eyelashes in when she comes to see you. But there's like a, there's a, there's a half gallon of milk expiration date for this with all people, right? You don't continue to perform the same way forever. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. But there is a threshold. And I do want to kind of speak to like where that threshold is and how to determine where it is, right? So let me go into a little bit more specifics, right? You meet, you, you, you meet who is your wife now, but y'all mm-hmm. are just dating. So now mm-hmm. you're getting the haircuts before every time y'all get together. You make sure you got your fresh line up. You make sure you got on your whitest pair of Air Force Ones and your biggest uh, fucking backwards jersey because it's 2004, right? <laughs> How long are y'all dating before you stop opening the door before y'all walk into CVS or... Mm. When you sit down at Waffle House, am I still pulling your chair out? And for how long? Now, when I say for how long, I want to make this part very clear. It ain't that you, me, us, the person listening to this, it ain't that the care stops happening, right? Like, it ain't that we adore you any less. Right. But sooner or later, it just has to stop, right? Like, you cannot be 55 years old, married 33 years, and still opening the door to the Waffle House. Now, somebody's saying, yes, you can. I was about to say, my dad was will say, argue. My dad will somebody's argue Somebody's saying, you. yes, you can. And, and yes, and I will, you can. And I will argue with you, too, about the door to Waffle House. I got yeah, it. And yes, like, you I, can. Yeah. You can do it. But here's the thing. If you bake into your relationship that you're going to open the door at all places, at all times, and that's the one thing you're going to hold on to and just say, as a man, this is something I never want to give up for my lady, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking it. If you want to say, I want to be the husband that continues to pull out my wife's chair until she fucking die. No knock. That's great. Good on you. But do you think that sets a precedent for the time or two you don't do it to be in trouble? I don't I don't think so, but I'm sure I'm sure the women will disagree. Like and again, like the the door to you probably never gonna catch me slipping on the door out in public for real, for real. And like my wife is so like programmed at this point that she'll just stand there. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not <laughs> she's not touching the door and like I, I fuck with that. But like mm-hmm. the car door, like I've I've almost deemed that to be a little ridiculous. Like the car door is a better example. Cause the car door is like I'm going to your side to open like, it. I, and close I get, it for you. And then I'm walking around the car to get it. My, like, I mean, not, I, I not even, but like, I, I feel like pushing the button is basically like opening the car door. For let's think about reality. You know what I'm saying? In real time, like most places that you go, you don't usually get the six, seven, eight foot wingspan you need to really be the nigga like holding the door out to let her get yeah. in like gracefully. Like, nah, you got to squeeze between the car that came and parked next to you and you got to be like, hold on, babe, stay right there. Let me get the door. Open the door. Yeah. All right, you come this way. Let me push it in a little bit. You come. I, boop, boop. Like, and I hate to, you because know, that was a joke in the movie. Don't be, don't be a beep, beep girl. Like, fuck that shit. Don't let that's them tell lie. you that's, that's wrong. That's incorrect. Like, again, if I, Definitely, if if I had the, the 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 round GM key and the square GM key, and I needed to, I will come over there and hold you down because I get it at that point. Like, I don't want to leave my bitch outside for the robber to be like, "Oh yeah, he left his bitch, so he can unlock the door." Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Like, I'm gonna hold you down, and like at that point, then I need you to hit the auto lock, or I need you to lean over and let your boy in. That way, the robber don't get me trying to figure out which way the circle key post to go in the door so I can get it unlocked properly. But like. 
these these days, like you say, I I think the card door is a smidge ridiculous. Like if, and again, like like I say, doors most places I got you, and like the card door, I will do every now and then, but I can't commit to the card door every single time because there's not enough room every single time. Does the does the heightened level of specialness of the occasion determine whether or not you get the door? Like if yes. it's a declared date night, you get in the door. If we just run into the grocery store to get some fucking uh, laxatives and some Band-Aids, we can probably both get in at the same time. Is that kind of where your mind is with it? I I, I would think so. But again, it, it's also about what makes sense, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I maybe I'm just like, and I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like Scrooge McDuck. Or anything like that, but no, like, because I respect all, like, I respect everybody. Yeah, can we can we get rooted in reality? Like, if we go for a romantic getaway, if we don't have the heart shaped jacuzzi tub, does that ruin the weekend? No, like, <laughs> we are still here away. You know what I'm saying from whatever is going on. So, like, I think, and I don't even want to call it corny, but some of the corny shit gotta gotta die. Like, yeah, at least uh, ease up a little bit. Yeah, like, like ch- chill on me. I, I and like, not this- and not for and not for nothing, like. Y'all so independent, like, Uh-oh. and that's, and that's a, you in trouble, not even hope? y'all so y'all so independent. But then a part of what I was gonna say, like, you got to read the room and you got to gauge the person that you with. How important is that to her? You know what I'm saying? Does she understand? Again, yo, don't be over here dancing around the car, trying to hit another car, like doing all types of shit and shit. Like, right. I got it, fam. It's much. We looking it's gonna be much smoother. Yeah, it's gonna be much smoother for me to just get in the car and like. While I do get it, while I do understand, like I, I just, I just can't commit to that all the time. Like again, like I, I like what you're saying. I'm trying to think about it. Like I used to, but like that again. I think that shit. It, it, it definitely wears off. Probably you got to start paying attention after six months to a year to like how yo, how your significant other is responding to that, and shit. how y'all are settling into your day to day. Because I, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with it in a courtship. I also don't think there's anything wrong with doing it for the forever duration of your relationship. Like whatever works for you and y'all works for you and y'all. I just found this topic so interesting because like even considering talking about it, I get that little feeling where it's like, I want to make sure I'm saying this right or not embarrassing myself or embarrassing my wife or any of that shit, right? right? Because you don't want to fucking get on your public platform and say, I don't never do shit for my wife. You got me fucked up, nigga. I ain't opening no door. Like it just sounds goofy, but it's like. There are limits to it, and there, you know what I mean. Like sooner yeah, or later, you like, gotta get settled even, into a daily life. Yeah, but like even like I say, I'll, I'll say it this way. Like I say, most places that we go into, if there's a door, I got it one thousand percent. Like you don't even got to worry about but that. the car the, door. The car, I get it when I can. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like even me and my wife have made we made a silly we made a silly bet when we was being stupid out one day. Like, oh, you out here talking to bitches because the waiter was a bitch, and I was like, girl. I don't got time for you. I said, all right, you want to know it from now on when we go out places, if the if the waitress is a female, you order for me. If it's male, I order for you. So that's like, some silly shit. I like yeah, that. That's some silly shit. We do some shit. silly shit. And like, yeah. we're like, hey, nah, she ain't allowed to talk shit. to no other niggas, man. I'll fuck with that. <laughs> like, I'll fuck, fuck with that around. because like, it, it's dope to me because like the waiter or waitress might be thinking that y'all are fucked up when really y'all are having a blast. Like, it's really just blast. fun. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, yeah, like let me get this and let her get that. Bro, I was thinking about it as I was telling you the story and talking about this. Like, I was dressed up full turtleneck and everything and all my nice shit on coming out of the club. Had some mixed drinks and shit. We was feeling good. And I'm thinking about it. And I didn't open the car door for my wife. Like, you know, I grabbed the key so I could make sure I got us home safely and all of that. And But I'm thinking about it. And she had a dress on and I didn't open her door. And like, that could have been a missed opportunity Man. to be- is, More genuinely, is my, like if you could rewind it and if this was in the front of mine, I would have went and opened her door in that situation. But I was drunk. She was drunk. 
Some niggas was trying to fight in the lobby. We was just yeah. really trying to get out of there at that point. Bro, shit, shit, shit be happening again. I think I think you understand. And again, like, we we are human. Like, let's be real. Like, that shit is not warranted at all times. Like, I get you had a dress on, but like you said, we saucy. Like, what's more important, me opening your door or me getting in the car and getting my bearings straight right. before we Bro. get up out this motherfucker? Like, <laughs> me making sure I adjust these mirrors yeah. because both of us have had a few and you we got need the door. to drive 30 like, minutes. Yeah, you got the door, I got the car. How about that? Uh, I can tell you what what doors are a pain in the ass to open, and we might not have to worry about it anymore. Uh, East Lamar, after fifty four mm. years, is about to close officially. They're not gonna there. make it through twenty twenty three. No, we got to talk East Lamar for our Columbus Ohio <laughs> listeners and for the people that don't know. Uh, this was one of our premier malls. Uh, man, a lot of my early years, man. Like this is where my first real job was at. Uh, this is like the beginnings of me off the porch. This was like where I worked first graduating high school. So like this is my first full-time checks was coming out of this place. Dog, I worked at Eastland Mall when I graduated from Independence at a time when you used to have to go back to Foot Locker to pick up your check. And when I say pick up your check, they pay you in cash out of the register back then. What? That is psychotic. Bro, back when I used to work at Foot Locker, you used to like show up on Friday and if you like say your check was $278, you show up around two o'clock or something like that. I would go on my lunch break at school to see if they would pay me to see if they had money. in them. If they didn't have money in the register, you had to just come back. Like if nobody bought any Jordans in cash yet that day, they couldn't pay you out, but they would fucking cash out your check in cash. Oh, Write yeah. your name on an envelope and put it in the drawer underneath the cash no, register for you. No wonder only kids Foot Locker exist any longer. Bro, I bro, I got a lot of Eastland Mall memories, man. Like it's going to be now, I'm sure Eastland Mall's probably been really closed for some years now. They're finally just going to officially close it. Because right. I remember coming back home a few years back and going to Eastland Mall thinking it was still like the place to walk around. And me and my wife was walking around there, and I think we came on here, I came on here and talked about it. Like it smelled like a flea market in there. And it made <laughs> me sad. Like, damn, what y'all let happen to Eastland Mall? Like, this place is going to shit. And I asked one of the homies, and he told me, like, yeah, bro, no, I don't fucking go to East Lamar. Yeah, no, you trying to get there? shot? Yeah, yeah like, no, bro, you li- trying to go bro, get shot? literally, like, the, when we moved out here, bro, that year is when I started seeing niggas post shit, like... Niggas got niggas got shot at Eastland Mall like two or three times in 2020, dog. And I was like, oh yeah, this is this is no bueno. And essentially, like all Eastland Mall was was the fucking was champs, lids, and the food court, like <laughs> and, and, the, and the oil bar on the corner. And some of the last pictures that I seen, I think it was maybe like last week, two weeks ago, like one whole wing of the mall don't got nothing in it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just all <laughs> gates. Yeah, it's just all gates and closed stores and shit. And it's like that's fucking nuts that this used to be the mall that niggas would go to. Like this, this is where you this went used to. to be the mall like, before, like, before Easton became a thing. You went to Eastland Mall, like, and and even you know before Northland and all of that shit. Like Eastland was, was the mall. shit, bro. This was bro. I still vividly remember the first time I watched Bow Wow walk through Eastland Mall and oh, like, I seen that kid on TV before. Like, dog. <laughs> We talking about the Cameron Pink Dipset era. I was about like to say, I remember Jewels used to be in the mall, mall and shit, bro. Like mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw niggas buying black and pink Air Forces out of the ladies' Footlocker because it just became acceptable for niggas to wear pink when their outfits were swaggy. Like a lot of fucking Eastland Mall memories, dog. And them shits is about to be all gone. I wonder what they're gonna do. Like they just gonna leave it up, and let the bums um, break in there, or what? 
I don't don't um quote me, but I believe they're gonna build the projects. Oh, like a housing project? Yeah. Like an actual projects or like I mean, a, no, they they call like it a fucking you know, something, apartment complex. Yeah, they they called it something better, but please tell me it's an apartment complex. It's going to be a project. They it? call it whatever they call it. The, the, they called it the nice word. I'm calling it what it's gonna be. Let me ask you something. How many mice do you think exist in East Lamar right now? Like how many um, mice do you think are gonna be evicted the, once they uh, but the East Side gonna find out? It's cold. <laughs> <outside. laughs> Bro. Uh, oh, speaking of bad fucking places to go, let me tell you, nigga. So Sometime in the midst of like my whirlwind of Christmas shop, I ain't get to tell you all this, but in the midst of my world, you know, when you fucking swiping cards and you fucking going over here, you at the mall over there and you got 15 Amazon packages coming, like you just every now and then check your bank statement and you just mm-hmm. kind of scroll through to just to make sure you got the amount of money you supposed to have and shit like that. Right. And like maybe three or so weeks ago, I saw a charge for $6 for Lowe's on my bank statement. I was like, wow. Mm, that's how the scammers. I was that's like, how, that's how I spent, you out. I was like, I spent cash on my Christmas tree. I don't think Ooh. I've got it. And then I was like, well, maybe I went back and got batteries. Did I get batteries? Did I go back for a Christmas tree reefing? You got so much going on mm-hmm. that I just kind of dismissed. I was like, you know what? It'll probably fall off of there. The charge will probably fall off if it wasn't for real. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm just not remembering going back and forgetting something. You know what I'm saying? Big then money ain't worried about this, six bucks. Bro, my, my <laughs> wife mentioned it yesterday. She said, I got a Lowe's charge. I ain't been to no fucking Lowe's. Soon as she said, I said, oh, I had a Lowe's charge. I had a Lowe's. They got us. They got us. And you know, bro, I know exactly who got us. You know what's so fucked up is I know where it happened at. Oh, Let me shit. tell you something. I meant to come on here and talk about it on the podcast, but I couldn't work it in. But now I can work it in because it's a whole story now. Because <laughs> now we're just talking about it. Because now we're just going to fucking <laughs> outwardly talk about it. I was down in Espanola, which is like 30 minutes away, which is into town. And we're not which there that the Mexican often. hood. It's the Mexican hood. It's actually oh, where man. the MS-13 kind of thrive. And that's where they had a low rider events. And it's basically the hood as close as I can have it within a mile radius, right? Like this is the, mm-hmm. this is the place that I go that reminds me the most of Columbus, Ohio. When I go, okay. I kind of get okay. reminded of where I'm from when I go to Espanola. So I don't mind it. I was going through Wendy's once, right? This is like the only Wendy's uh, for the next 45 minutes. And, Every now and then you get a hankering for a fucking uh, junior bacon cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Dave Thomas will want that, bro. So you do. Every every now and then you need a biggie bag. This this Wendy's is so wild, bro. Like I've gone in there and seen some of the wildest shit. Sometimes the in the inside is not open, and I don't think much of it. I'll just be like, you know, they're probably short on staff. It's always a bunch of young teens working in there, so they probably don't have the staff to have the inside open a lot of times. And they just riding the COVID wave and using that as an excuse to not have to work the dining room mm-hmm. and clean up. I get it. And then every now and then I would go through there, and then they would have a sign on the ordering window that says, "No cat, no card accepted, exact cash only." What does that sign say to you as a nigga from the east side of Columbus? If you see a sign on a Wendy's drive-thru that says, no card accepted, exact cash only, what do you deduce from that? Um, Two things. One, somebody's pocketing some of that money. And then two, um, they already making it very clear we don't got no change. Like, ain't, ain't going to be no change given out here, so don't expect it. Um, But it's a scam. It's, it's a scam going on. They scamming in there. Yes, that's, yeah. Bro, that's the only thing I deduce from that. I said, oh, y'all want exact change because y'all not ringing these orders up. Yeah, duh. 
Y'all not ringing these orders up. Y'all asking yeah, niggas what they want. Y'all calculating it. And then y'all, when a nigga hands you that 2311, you putting that in your, and then yeah. you handing them the biggie bag. That's that's what I like to refer to as the Ford Rapid Special. Bro, and listen, when well, I saw holla, that- Holla at your boy. Wes, you got to know, when I saw that, I kind of just, I just giggled to myself and I told my wife what the gig was. And we just proceeded with our day. Because what the f- I don't give a fuck if Dave Thomas gets it, the cartoon bitch on the sign, or the 15-year-old nigga named Hector gets it. As long as my order is correct, I don't give a fuck who gets and, this 18, 17. And it sounds like you can haggle with the nigga. Sounds got, like maybe like you 15. can get a couple inches hot and spicy in the back. I got Because how, how was you able to ring it up? How you know so well with tax? Like, mm-hmm. nah, bro. I got 15. Let me get that. I'm not one to knock a good hustle, bro, especially if it ain't harming me none. I really didn't give a fuck. So, mm-hmm. but then I remember also reading some of the fucking, uh, the Yelp reviews on this place one time. And I forget why I was even on the Yelp reviews. I don't know if I was like in my Google Maps trying to find out if it was open or not and what time and just happened across the fucking reviews. But I remember reading a review where somebody said, never go to this restaurant. My credit card information got stolen from here. I'm not joking. Never go here. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think they took our credit card numbers from. Because, mm. like, they fucking, when you hand them a credit card, they take your credit card and then they walk away from the window. Like, the register ain't right there out the window. They fucking right. disappear and then they come back with your food and oh, your Oh, no. Hell no. Nah. So they're in there, they're back there fucking, you know, the thing where they like lay some construction paper mm-hmm. on your car and they crayon your numbers. <laughs> I think they crayon both me and my wife's numbers in the last couple of months. Because this wasn't one day that we both just used our cars at Wendy's. They've gotten us. I think they've had our numbers for a couple of months now. I looked through my bank statement. I got two Lowe's charges for 6 and $7. And I'm like, oh. That's why they testing the waters. They about to hit me for the eighty dollar purchase. That's why they hit you with that low number, that six, that six bucks. Like, oh, all right, I'm, I'm gonna let that one go. I remember I've gotten a few of them charges, fam, and I followed the trail back. And you do just be like, damn, they got, they they got. got But it'd be, it'd be something, it'd be something stupid. And I ain't gonna lie, if I was a scammer, that would probably be my scam. Like, yo, fam, I'm. I just need a hundred thousand card numbers or whatever. I need. Yeah, many, I'm just gonna take two dollars off a hundred cards. I just need fifty cent, bro. Weeks. Like it was yeah. just fifty cent. It'd be something stupid. Like that's all I'm gonna do, bro. And as long as I can keep that in rotation, we straight. Swear to God, I was gonna let it ride. If my wife didn't say I just got a fifty dollar charge from Lowe's, I was gonna you let was that seven dollars ride. Bucks. Yeah, you was gonna bro, be down. There was two charges for six and seven dollars. I was gonna let it ride because it ain't even worth the hassle of waiting no, two three days no, no. to get a new bank card. Because nah, as soon as she said, as soon as she said, bro. she was like. We got to get new cars. I was like, fuck! I just finally got my phone to remember all my cars. Yeah, and that'd be the thing, too, bro. Like, when you call them, you'd be like, yeah, I think somebody got it. Can we just, like, put it? Can we look into that? They'd be like, ah, oh, well, we got to send you a new car. You'd be like, do you got to? They'd be like, yeah, we got to. We got to be like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, so I just got to be without a car for a couple of days, huh? Like, and of course, I think all the banks have gotten better now. If you go into a branch, you can get like a temporary runner. At, at this point, they probably able to print you out a full one <laughs> right in the goddamn bank. But like that, hot that shit is plastic. Bro, that, that shit is so annoying, fam. I told you the goddamn scammers was, bro. They called my phone. So I had to show my wife one day, like, babe, look at how many like missed calls and times these people have called me. I got and, a like, lot too. They 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 call again. They call me with these bullshit ass names, but they call me from some shit that I don't need. And they call me asking me dumb ass questions like, "When when is when is your birthday?" Like, bitch, I don't even know who you is. Like, or you call me talking about some. I'm on your like. How you calling me because you know who I am, but you need so much information about me. And like, after a while, bro, I just kept picking up the phone like, "Do you have a manager?" I will let them introduce themselves. They'd be like, "Yes, this is April." April. 
do you have a manager? And they just hang up every single time. <laughs> and maybe, you know, and, that, and after that, like a few of them I would talk to. And after that, a nigga never called me back, which I was mad about because I was like, yo, fam, like I've asked y'all several times to please take my name off of the list. Like, I I, I get it. I get it. Y'all trying to get yeah, to y'all's bag. Like, I ain't even mad at you, but me, take me off. And I think a nigga might actually listen to me and took me off because if they had called me again, bro, I was going like entice and coax the next nigga. Like, hey, hey bro, I hey, check. I know y'all scammers, bro, but like, do me a solid, fam. Do me a solid. Like, take me, take <laughs> me take off the me list. Off the Just list. me off the list, bro. Don't, I don't hey, tell nobody else about how you don't get do your this shit. for nobody else today, fam. But me, me. I need you to me, take bro. me off, bro. Because I be doing <laughs> shit with my phone. It's insane, bro. Oh, you know what else I think is a scam? I know we talked about this probably like early last year, but I seen mm-hmm. a new one, bro, when I was watching the fucking Buckeye game. They got the new Chick-fil-A commercials cycling through. You seen the new ones? They got a lady on there. Remember I was calling, uh, I was complaining about the fucking Chick-fil-A commercial where they're like, oh, uh, my regular customer had a flat tire, so I went out there and helped them. And it's like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? Like, you're sending a bad present <laughs> for the rest of the motherfuckers that just want to work and go home. Mm-hmm. I seen a new one with a lady, a black lady named Miss Joanne and a black family mm-hmm. mom and her uh Special needs son. I say special needs because he's actually special needs. Like they make it a point for you to know that this kid, like he comes to the Chick Fil A often. He's got a regular order, and Miss Joanne makes sure he's taken care of whenever he comes in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She knows he's special, so she makes sure she keeps an eye on him and gets him what it likes, and makes sure he's comfortable when he sits in the dining room to eat his regular nuggets and honey mustard sauce, whatever it is he likes. And they were sitting on the couch talking about Miss Joanne. Miss Joanne, of course, you know she has a gold tooth, so she's that auntie. And she fucking leans in to like hug like the the little nigga special needs, and then the mom leans in a hug, and they're all like one big happy family. <laughs> and after like my eyebrows got done being scrunched up from the anger of what I was seeing, like this shouldn't be real. And then asking myself, well, do I even think it's real? Are they just doing this for the commercial? Or are these real people? And then I like I self checked. I stood back for a minute. I said. <laughs> What is wrong with me to where I have to dissect this shit all the time? <laughs> right? Like why I can't why I can't just leave well enough alone? Like why I can't let Miss Joanne love that lady's kid and love to see him come through the door? Like why the fuck do I care whether this is real or not or what's going on in Chick-fil-A? Why do I care I th- about this? I think deep down you're upset that they express, you know, so much care and concern for their customers, but they won't feed God's children on Sunday. You know what? I'm not even still mad about that. Like at this point, I've kind of, I've worked all the way back around the circle to where I'm glad that the people are at home with their families on Sunday. Like I appreciate it. I mean, you know, Chick Fil A workers have better off day schedules than Instagram bitches. How many like, Instagram bitches still have to bend over and show their thongs on Christmas? Like these bitches will wear Santa Claus hats under a tree with their legs spread. Like they don't even get Christmas off. How many people do you think apply to work at Chick Fil A? Because they are closed on Sunday versus the people who work at Chick-fil-A who would rather be open on Sunday. Mm. Well, I think I which think category, they, which category you think is higher? I think the people are coming because they're like, I know I got Sunday off. If nothing else happens, I, I, I can I go Sunday out and party off. on but Saturday. What if they night. slave you out six days of the week? But I know I got that Sunday coming. <laughs> I know I got that Sunday. Speaking of that Sunday coming, I go back to work on Monday. We might as well oh, handle business. Shit, right yeah. Here. We got uh, to. I don't even know what my schedule's gonna be. Um I told my wife, because they let you, at this job, they let you pick what your schedule is. And by pick, it's not like any hours of the day, but you can pick your uh, schedule, meaning what days you work. So you could even, you could work four 10-hour shifts or like, I don't know if they call it four, five, nines or some shit, where it's like some weeks you work five days and some weeks you're 
every other week you're off on Friday, but the week that you're not off on that Friday, you work like two extra hours or some shit. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can pick having every other Friday off or make up the hour somewhere else, or you could work a regular five day, 40 hour shift Monday through Friday, nine to five regular standard shit. I told my wife, like, I want to work four ten, so I can have every Friday off if possible. I'd rather be at work all day and just get that shit done in four days and be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like for us in recording and shit like that. Cause I don't know what time I'm going to get off when I start working. Oh, the, but, pod, you know. the podcast starts at five P motherfucking M. <laughs> God damn it. I can tell you that, right? But you better Listen, tell your little fancy funky I, ass job. My office hours are from <laughs> nine to five. Like, I don't know what the, I, I really, I, I honestly don't have a plan yet. Especially what not time, with the hours. You said four tens. It sounds like you need to be to work at six or seven. Look at me making a nigga schedule. Look, look, listen, like if you it's need four to be tens, to work you need to be there at like six. So yeah, it's not like you need to wake five. up at four so you can take your ass to the gym, slim, and then so you can take your you, motherfucking ass to work. Am I going to the gym before work or after work? Or am I just taking Mondays off from the gym so I can do the pod? So I don't go to the gym on Monday so I can come straight home and do the pod, and I'll go to the gym every other day of the week? Respectfully, that might have to be your... You know, the the move, if you have, you know, I know you, uh, if I'm not in the gym, you know, six days a week, I'm in the gym seven days a week, ass nigga. So, you know, if you're going right. to take the day off, Monday. Do the six. Because I don't want to overwork you. You know what I'm saying? Pause if my necessary. Nigga, so, you don't, so you can, well, let me ask you this. Since you don't care about my gym schedule, <laughs> do you care about all the loose skin that I'm going to have after losing all this weight? Like, bro, the under my arms are like bat wings. I don't want to go get like loose skin surgery like they do on like the fat shows on TLC. But what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to wear like compressed clothes to keep all of it like? Now you gotta now you gotta pump to some body? now you gotta pump some iron. Now your topic for this week got or this time, for this year at the gym got to be deadlifts. I look like somebody left Michael Strahan in the microwave for a minute and a half too long. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Hey, 2023, baby, new season. Uh, thank you to to, to Jaden for hooking us up on the fucking new intro music. Fuck and yeah. Look, we're not we're talking about it, bro. We're terrible we don't people, need to bro. know. He don't need to know we care and appreciate him. <laughs> yes, like, we do. We Jay, all man. This is the J show. Like, this yeah, is the top of the year. It's always the J show. Shout out to my wife, Donovan, for the intro and the editing. She spends hours on that. It's f- funny thing about her is uh, every year, she, she's like, yeah, I got y'all. I'm going to hold y'all down on the intro. And then she sits down at the computer to do it, and she always forgets it takes six to seven hours. To oh, yeah. yeah. She forgets every year, and I'll be like, I gotta tell you, it's gonna take a long time. Cause she likes to like say, "I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow," and then she puts it off in my car. Quarter Donnie, yeah, fourth quarter Donnie came through. So shout out to her, shout out to Jay, and shout out to y'all for fucking with us, man. Uh, we are excited about this new year and new music, and new shows, talking about the same old bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. It's your boy uh, West No T. Uh, Elmer motherfucking Young. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn good on this bitch. Play a partner. P O D N A. Afri of Young 89 still on Instagram and anywhere else that you might be able to catch me at besides TikTok. I don't post there, so don't catch me there. Um, yeah, fuck with me though. Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And while we at it, man, rest in peace to Gangsta Boo, man. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Found her on the porch. We was going to talk about it, but eh, it's fine. Rest in peace. I never knew so many of you niggas cared. Um, y'all already know the rules to the podcast, so I don't know if I'm gonna keep repeating those to y'all for this year. But I am. I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find a quote for y'all every week if I stay on top of my shit. So I alluded earlier to me watching the Sandlot last night. So uh, t- today's quote is gonna be, um, you know, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Mm, yes, sir. We'll catch y'all next week. We know you want more, so come back next week and get this.